Thank you very much. Um, at the end of the service, I would ask you to come and uh, sit here, and uh, there will be a guest welcome team, just to tell you more about KICC, what we do, what we believe in, and uh, how, uh, how we meet during the week. Thank you very much. You may take a seat. Let's give me a clap of a walk, give her a clap of welcome. Sure. Um, today's uh, topic of uh, I've entitled it Christianity in the Digital Age. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a topic which is uh, very challenging, even for me. Maybe that's why I'm standing up here to, to come and talk to you about it, because I too need grace in that area. Um, but I would like to thank our pastors, both are not here, but just to give us the men the chance to come and uh, lead the service uh, from start to end. Uh, I think uh, yesterday I was also asking Levi uh, if we are also doing church service. He says, oh yes, we are. <laughs> then I was asking, okay, what is digital in church But I know, I'll get to that later. <laughs> you know, I'll get to that later. But yeah, just to thank you for the leadership that uh, they've given us this opportunity. And to the men, just also to, uh, to uh, give me the chance to share uh, a message upon my heart. You know, um, when we talk about digital and technology, it does require us to look at uh, how, as a church, we take the message to the people, how we live our lives when it's just me and this little gadget. Of course, there's God there. Um, you know, there are things that we need to look into. How do we make good use of uh, technology and digital to reach out to many more people? How do we unlock uh, other people's gifts? You know, not everyone can come up and uh, stand here. And, uh, and I don't think I can manage to do this week in, week out, like the way the pastors do. Because it's, it's, it's not my gift. Once in a while, yes, I can. I can come and stand and talk, but... Uh, it's not easy. It takes weeks and weeks of preparation for somebody like me. But uh, with a gadget like this, only eight seconds. So it's things to start looking at. And uh, how can the church be seen to be different from just the building that we have? You know, uh, how big is KICC Malawi? Is it just the four walls we have? Or is it all the platforms that we have as a church? And um, how can we reach many more people as Christians and share the message using the digital technology that we have? I remember during our IGOC, um, the, I think it was a title, it was themed uh, Paladin Shift. Uh, one of the preachers from Ghana, he talked of uh, how the church tends to, to lag behind in technology. At uh, the time when our radio came through, the church condemned the radio, uh, said all sorts of things, some called it from the devil. Uh, television, the same thing happened. Again, it was condemned. The church was slow to react. The church didn't move in quickly. I think maybe we are a bit conservative. Because, yes, the word of God doesn't change. It is conservative indeed. It is the same word. thousand years ago, today, thousand years to come. It remained the same word. But how that word is put across to other people doesn't necessarily mean it have to be conservative too. The word is the same, will remain the same, but how we do it doesn't mean four words only. But that's just a point of uh, reflection, and that's just our paradigm shift. And as we think through, I want us to read a few verses. First one is Isaiah 40, verse 8. Uh, I searched the Bible, there's no word digital or technology in the Bible, so you won't find it. Maybe the newer versions will have it. says, the grass, have we found it? The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Then uh, Matthew 24, verse 14, and also 35. Matthew 24, verse 14, and 35. Verse 14 says, And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world, so that all nations will hear it 
and then the end will come. And then verse 35 of the same Matthew uh, 24. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. But my words will never disappear. Once you speak your words, they remain the same. You know? uh, if you keep on speaking, that's different to your words. God's words will never disappear. They will remain the same. I also take us to uh, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. One Corinthians ten verse thirty-one. So, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do it all for the glory of God. You see, the word of God clearly is unchanging. The word of God remains the same. It's what we've known. Every verse doesn't change. Maybe the type of English might change every time they turn and upgrade it to the uh, more relevant English, which is closer to what we speak, what we use. Because it's easier for us to understand. But the meaning and the word of God remains the same. However, how that word of God is communicated changes. Uh, today I didn't, I didn't bring the uh, physical Bible. It's just the two gadgets with me, just so I can share the word go through the entire Bible, through the small gadget. Yeah, we know my, I used to such big Bibles, but uh, it's, it's, things are changing. Uh, as I've said earlier, that uh, ministry normally lags behind. It struggles to uh, embrace change. Um, but I think it's, 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 it's rooted in our values, our values which are based on the word of God, which is unchanging. So the fact that we are conservative is okay, but still, we still need to move on. Uh, churches need to be open to, to innovation, to change. Churches need to be able to adapt and also move on to new things as the world changes. Where are our Christians? Where are our people? Where are they spending their time? If their people spend their time with their phones, the church needs to be there too. It needs to be with their phones. I'll read again... Um, Jeremiah 33, I'm just trying to set, set the scene here. Um, Jeremiah 33, verse 25. Jeremiah 33, verse 25. Says, but this is what the Lord says. I would no more reject my people then I would change my laws that govern night and day, earth and sky. See, clearly the laws God has set, how the earth operates, is not changing. It's always the same. We humans change. Obviously, we, we were born in sin. We need to change and uh, accept the salvation God has given us for free. That's a change. We are the ones to change. But God and the word he created doesn't change. Again, we'll go again to 2 Timothy 4, verse 2. 2. Preach the word of God. Be prepared. Whether the time is favorable or not, Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. You know, it's just a reminder of uh, what God wants us to do all the time. To reach out to people. Uh, we talk about the Great Commission. To transform others, people's lives. And God's word has remained the same. It's been constant. I'll keep on emphasizing that. It's been the same and we are the ones to change, to adapt to the word of God. Uh, and uh, it's understandable when uh, you look at what happens with, uh, say, social media, that probably as Christians we might maybe mistrust it, uh, may not believe in it, may not really think we can be in it as 
as much as, as our friends do. You know, uh, if you find that there's a place where clearly you see, no, this place belongs to the devil, definitely as a Christian, you'd want to just avoid that place. Maybe somehow social media might be one of those places where you think, no, 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 maybe the devil owns this thing. Um, but it's a thing that's here to stay. It's become a part of our life. It's become a thing that we have to embrace and adopt going forward. As Christians, we too have a brain, yeah? <laughs> we too can be innovative. We need to find better ways, innovative solutions to reach out, become better Christians. We need to find better ways of making it easy for us to read God's word. That's why, that's why our technology comes in. Uh, the world is changing. Uh, our lives are changing. There's no point the mode of how we worship God should not change. There's no point why the mode of us being better Christians should remain stagnant. Because if you find that less of our life is on a fast lane, but our Christianity is still on a slow lane, we, remains, we, we remain uh, Christian, uh, baby Christians, like Pastor says all the time. We remain baby Christians because we are so reliant on uh, things that are no longer relevant in our own lives. We've got to make Christianity relevant to how we live and how we place ourselves in our society. And I think as Christians, we have no option but to embrace uh, technology, to embrace social media, to take it on board and to use it as a tool for our own uh, growth and also evangelization. But I think, as we all know, what you say on social media actually matters. Um, you know, you find that uh, when we come to church, I remember last week Faith was complaining that you all look too quiet and too serious. <laughs> so it's the same thing. You know, you come to church, we all look so, so nice, kind, uh, nicely dressed. You know, uh, we, we've got these, you know, these, these holy smiles, as <laughs> you say. The holy smiles. Uh, we, we're so good when you come to church. But when we leave church and then we're on our own with these little gadgets, we can turn into beasts. We can turn into animals. Something completely different. Those holy smiles fade. You know, it's, uh, the kindness goes. Yes, maybe it gives us courage because no one is with us. It gives us that uh, freedom that it's just me. I'm alone. You know, I don't have to speak to an entire church. It's just me speaking to my phone, typing, just using my fingers. All the wisdom that the Bible teaches us goes away whenever we've got these little gadgets. But we should always remember, as Christians, we are Christ's ambassadors. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20, it says, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us and through our gadgets. You know, uh, it's as if whenever we hit the WhatsApp button, uh, Facebook, the status, Instagram, you know, it's as if it wipes out all Christianity out of us. We become a different people, um, a different animal altogether. And yet, within the same gadgets, the face of it is WhatsApp, an app for it. There's a Bible, an app for it. They want a Bible dictionary, there's an app for it. You want a Bible study, there's an app for it. All those are available to us. But we choose on our own what we're going to focus on. We choose on our own how to behave with these gadgets. So, I think it's good to realize that. I think that's, what, that's the power those gadgets give us. The power to reach out. The power to say anything without thinking twice. Of course, we only think after. Our fingers work quicker these days. You know, yeah, these days they're faster on the gadgets than flipping the pages of the Bible. The physical pipe. But that's the nature of where we are. That's our world now. It's a world for us to, to recognize and accept that it has come. 
It's influencing our lives. It's influencing our Christianity. It's influence who we are and how people see us. I just want to share with you some um, ideas, some behaviors, almost, maybe I would call them almost some rules that we can take for us to grow as Christians. Uh, Some things that maybe we can avoid and maybe stop doing or moderate because there's always balance in life. We have to balance things out. So the uh, first lot, I think, talks in terms of uh, our attitude. Number one is uh, don't be so negative. You know, on social media, there's always so much bad news. I think that's why it sells, because it does feed our mind. It prompts our minds to keep on checking and looking at it more and more. Uh, it's very easy for people to just be on social media and start complaining on and on and on and on. Uh, there are enough problems in the world. and uh, What social media does, it just uh, exponentially grows the problems the issue that we have. You know, as Christians, if there's one advice, we should not be known for the things that we're not for. We should be known for the things that we are for. We're not known for, we shouldn't be known for negativity. We're not for negativity. We are Christ's ambassadors. We should be known more for who we are in Christ, not for the things that the world is throwing at us. On our platforms, let's try as much as possible to share truth, share goodness, share love, share forgiveness. Other than all the negativity that goes around on social media. And in Philippians 4 verse 8, you can just note the verse, I'll read through it. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. It's the same thing when we have our gadgets. That can be our guiding principle. Instead of us being so negative, it is possible to show love on social media. It is possible to share Christianity and the goodness of the entire world on social media. The second point is uh, uh, don't get caught up in every outrage wave. Now, uh, this one, I must confess, it's a, it's a tough one for me. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm working on it. You know, All these groups that we're on, politics come up, we all have strong political views. We all defend our territories. But, uh, yeah, some battles are not worth fighting. Even on social media, we might think it's not a battle, but it is a battle. You could be on your own and yet you're angry, you're raging. Just because you're next to the phone, some people are commenting. And some people, they really enjoy just making sure, how do I put it in English? Yeah, it's provoking, but it doesn't doesn't get it. Uh, (laughs) Because they know your reaction. They know how we are going to react. And they enjoy that. That's who their life, that's who they are. That's what their life is made up of. Some people um, in their life, sorry to say this, they don't have much to offer. All they can do is just rob off your time, provoke you, and distract you. So, don't, don't just get caught up. You know, there's a presidential release, it comes out. If you're an MCP supporter, some people are poking at it, you want to defend your party. And no, 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 no. We are better off representing our savior on social media. We are better off being known that this is a person who's level-headed, who's focused on the word of God, and not just caught up in every wave. The third one talks about the distractions that we find. It's similar to the second one. Is don't be too partisan. Again, politics maybe is a great example where we can be too partisan. It's, it's okay to, take, to have balance in life. You choose things that you support. Uh, but um, 
it's also very easy for us to become very outspoken uh, on social media, to speak a lot more than we are, than we should be. My technology is giving, is giving problems here. Now, we, we speak a lot more than we should. We get distracted and uh, we lose focus. But I keep saying this, we can easily become outspoken about our political beliefs, uh, about Man United, uh, about clothes. Uh, I was told last week that that's what women like. We get outspoken about clothes, but forget to be outspoken about our Christianity, about our God about our Lord and Savior, about what Jesus brings to us. Yes, some people are quiet, some people are outspoken, but we've got to have balance in life. For instance, imagine if somebody came and said, let me look at uh, your social media feed. Can they recognize you as a Christian? Can they confirm that indeed this person loves God? Can they indeed say, yes, this is the son of God? Would it reflect Christ? Or is it going to reflect uh, your political ambitions, your career, your football team, or your other desires? You've got to choose what your feed reflects. You've got to choose what your feed looks like. Because it is a mirror of you. Choose how you look in the mirror. All of you I can see you all look nice when coming here. You know, uh, you, you wouldn't go onto a mirror and then you go there, you find that maybe there's a bit of uh, some uh, specks here or a bit of porridge on your, on your side of the lip. And you say, oh, okay. And off you go, I'm off to church. No, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> You'd wipe it off. Same thing. Your digital feed. It's your mirror. Wipe off the bad stuff. The fourth point is um, not to use um, crude memes. Have it right, eh? Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess that's the right pronunciation. Uh, okay. It says meme. Yeah, in teacher service it sound better. <laughs> yeah, you know where we we find these things that look nice, but most of the time the memes, all they do is uh, they normally have a double meaning. You've got to be sure whatever you are projecting and reading and focusing on says the right things about you about who you are. Some of the jokes are quite nasty. They're not really nice. Uh, some of them, they're generally maybe sexually suggestive. It's just so bad. It's just a word trying to attract you. You know, I, I, I always say, um, the devil, the picture we see with all those horns and the like, that's not a true picture of the devil. Maybe later on when he takes off uh, the screensaver, maybe that's how you look like. But that's not a true picture of the devil. The devil will look as nice as I'm looking now <laughs> and I'll come to you and talk to you. You'll be smiling. You know, you'd come with uh, a proper carrot that you can bite on. But you want, if, if, if the devil came looking like a lion, we'll run away, we'll free from him. We failed to do that because he looks so nice. So all these digital tools that we have, they, they look nice. They are helpful. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'll get to that. They are helpful. They're really good. It's what I'm using now. But uh, we've got to have wisdom to understand what is it that we need to take on and what is it that we need to, to not share. The fifth point is um, don't... Uh, 
self-elevate. You know, um, self-elevation was probably maybe the first sin that uh, Adam and Eve uh, committed. Because the devil, uh, the, the serpent lied to them. They wanted to self-elevate to be like God. It's, it's very easy for us to do the same with our social media. And uh, it comes every notification, every beep. It's a chance for us to self-elevate. You post and next time you find that you really want to check how many likes do I have? How many people have commented? Let me respond to these guys. But all that does is just self-elevation. We feel better. We feel more important. I'm not saying it's all wrong, but I'm saying there's need for balance. There's need to ask, assess why do we want that self-elevation? You know, um, they liken the use of uh, social media to, to cocaine addiction. The same wires in our brain that are impacted by cocaine are the same wires that are also impacted by all these social media feeds. How people react to social media, how it hooks them on, it's the same addiction like cocaine. And uh, you find that uh, on average, people spend four hours a day on this social media. Most of these phones, the, um, the smartphones, you can check. You can, there's what they call a digital well-being app. You can check how much time you're spending on it. It also gives you a breakdown of which apps you spend more time on. I must confess, the Bible is not the one I spend more time on. <laughs> and I don't have a physical Bible, so that's no excuse at all. But uh, it, it tells a lot. You know, it shows... I like, like mine, I think there's a, it's a WhatsApp, then Google. At least third is the Bible. But, uh, that's, that's, that's the order. I would want if I was able to push the Bible to the top. Push it up to the top. Because that's, it represents who I am. Um, in Jeremiah 9, 23 to 24... Jeremiah 9, 23 to 24 says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me. That he understands and knows me. It's, it's a powerful thing, you know. I would want to come here next time and boast that, yes, I managed to elevate the Bible to the top. Um, probably I did enough of it, but uh, yeah, clearly there's work to do. Maybe it's why I'm sharing this to you, because I can, uh, can resonate with all that. Um, number six, it says, uh, don't be humble brag. Uh, <laughs> Because when you direct a goal and uh, brag, not, not, you know, it's, it's, people don't like it. It's, it's clear, it's very easy, and it does become easily offensive. So what, what we normally do is we, we try and uh, belittle ourselves. And then uh, throw in a few jabs so that we can brag a little. Uh, you know, uh, it's a... Uh, It's like I'm saying, look, I'm so amazing, and I'm humble. Because <laughs> you know, we, we, we know how people are going to react to us just going flat out. But we all have good things that happen in our, in our lives. There's no point to not celebrate those things. If something nice has happened, go on and celebrate I have a new job. Post it. There's nothing wrong. That's not blagging. That's just truth. That's you, just you being authentic, celebrating for people. It is all right to celebrate. What's not all right is to us bring ourselves down, assume, pretend to be humble, and yet all we want is to self elevate. When good things happen, 
it's okay to celebrate. I think probably maybe we we tend to uh, get confused maybe when people talk about prosperity gospel so if you don't believe in that you tend to say no maybe let me not show off the good things that have happened to me but if God has blessed you he has celebrate it it's also praise you're praising God you're thanking God say yes lord you've blessed me with these things i have a good job i have a good home i have a good family it's okay to celebrate it's also acknowledging the gifts God has given us. Amen. Uh, number seven is uh, don't be a spiritual blog. You know, it's, uh, Matthew 6 verse 5, I'll just read through. And when you pray, you must, be, you must be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Now, I keep thinking that maybe what we have as uh, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, are the street corners the Pharisees had that time. That's where they would show off who they were as Christians, as, as believers, or as whatever they were. But um, there's no point for us, in terms of our Christianity, to look for affirmation on social media. Our affirmation comes from God. And it is more than enough. It comes from God. Uh, of course, yes, there are some things that we do we want to be able to get the right publicity, get the right message across. That's all right. But look at your intention. What's your intention? What are you trying to do? Who are you trying to save? Are you saving self or are you saving God? The next one is uh, don't act like you have it all together. We we all want to look really nice. A good thing about uh, these digital tools, you can change your background and uh, I could be seen as if I'm speaking from maybe from a beach, a waves splashing all over and all that. But it's just a picture of us trying to look as if we are perfect. Sometimes we want to look as if we've got uh, perfect families, perfect homes, perfect lives. But that's not who we are. We are imperfect people. It's okay to have imperfections. I was going to say something, but I didn't ask permission from my wife, so I will not say it because it's a, it concerns her too. But, uh, but no, I'll, I'll still say it. I'll, I'll, I'll apologize when I get home. <laughs> you know, uh, you know we, we, yes, we, we are a happy family. But it doesn't mean that we don't fight. We do argue. We do have our bad days. But I know that I can have a bad day because I know for sure she's a Christian. She will forgive me. <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Um, that I'm not perfect. That I'm not a perfect person. But I know that I'm trying my level best to be a better person. So there's no harm us looking imperfect. Actually, it is better to be honest and to look perfect. As an ambassador for truth, truthworthy is better than looking attractive on social media. I think when I was coming, I was planning to, uh, to, to share a song that I, I, I didn't arrange quickly with uh, the guys who were arranging the speakers. So I wasn't too sure whether the phone would connect and be able to play um, but it's a song by uh, Lucre. I'm sure the royals will, will know it better than I do. Uh, it's called, it's titled Cry For You. I'll just read through some of uh, um, the, the lyrics. It says, It's so hard to confess 
when everybody else thinks you're perfect. No, it's, it's, I think that's one of the things that us as Christians, we, we do struggle with. We want to portray that we are good, we are Christians, we are holy, and we are perfect. Probably that can also be a barrier for us that we don't confess our sins. It does become an obstacle for us from, from us for, for not uh, being able to just come down and accept that indeed, indeed I'm wrong. I need to confess. I need to go and talk to pastor and uh, or to a deacon or to a friend and confess what's the things that are bothering me. The reason is because, yes, we've been rightly fed about holiness and righteousness. But what we haven't yet bought into is us. That as much as it's tough to, it is a necessity. It is a necessity to come back and confess. Then uh, the words goes on to say, I could never be everything that you wanna be you wanna see. But crooked sticks draw straight lines. Just look at me. Crooked sticks still draw straight lines. You know when you want to draw a straight line on the ground, you don't go look for a straight stick. Even a bent one, as long as you're holding it rightly, it will still draw a straight line. Even a messed up Christian, when they come and stand here and share the word and share about their lives, you would learn something. They have their thoughts, yes. Are they working on them? Yes. That's why they are drawing a straight line. The bend in the stick maybe might be permanent. It's only permanent because people remember, but God doesn't remember. God sees the straight line that you draw. So let's, let's not get bogged down into trying to have a perfect life on social media. Let's be honest. Over time, it becomes our blind that, yes, this man, this woman, is, a, is, a, is an honest person. They are trying to draw straight lines. Next one is, uh, don't blindly trust all Christian sources. I'll start with what I'm saying here. I've given you verses. Uh, it's my interpretation. But go read through it. Go read the verses. Just because I'm standing here doesn't necessarily mean that I've got it all right. Go read the word of God. Social media has lots and lots of information, but it's also a platform for false teachers. So false teachers can easily get into our rooms, into our lives, just because we use these devices day in, day out. We find it easy to protect every other fiction, whether they are false or not, whether it's a false gospel, just because we think, just because they're claiming to be Christians, we defend them with all our heart, without even knowing what they're made of, without even knowing what they stand for. Do they really stand on the word of God? Let's read Galatians 4, verse 17. says, those false teachers are so eager to win your favor, but their intentions are not good. They are trying to shut you off from me so that you pay attention only to them. So, whatever you see on social media, whatever I say it, just because it says Christian, don't just trust it. Go and confirm it. Go and check the word of God. What does the word of God say about all this? You know, they say nowadays, because of where the world is going, where the world is headed, 
There are a lot of people who are morally right, but don't understand gospel. They live a good life. You can't fault them, but they don't understand the gospel. We, we have uh, a relative uh, who is very kind. He gives a lot. Yeah. He, he sees somebody who's not doing well. He stops by. He takes his time. Takes out the money. He didn't even plan. If he doesn't have it, yes, Alipo, do you have some money? Takes it and gives it to them. When somebody needs help, he goes out his way to help. But he doesn't believe in God. doesn't believe in God. does the right things. does the good works. It's no wonder they say works alone are not enough. Let's understand the word of God. The next one is that don't blindly share Christian courts. It's similar to the first one where uh, some courts look like they are encouraging, looks like they are based on the word of God. But before you share, just make sure indeed it is aligned to the Bible, to the word of God. And also, don't give in to Christian peer pressure. Yeah, if you love Jesus, like and share. <laughs> Some even go on to say, you know, such and such a blessing will happen to you. What, what, what? It's okay, yes, for the word of God to go viral. But don't be pressurized. We all have our ministers. We all have our ways of sharing God's word. It's not through persuasion. If it's not coming from your heart... The word won't come out right. You, know, you find that every day you find that word you are sharing. You find that word you are sharing. And people get to know you that hey, this person is like pressurizing us all to just keep on sharing. And it becomes bad viral. It's not good viral. Next one is uh, don't be mean. Um, I think if there's one thing about us Christians is uh, yes, we can be quite rude. Of course, it's, it's good to defend our faith, good to defend God, but we can do it without being mean, without being nasty on social media. As Christians, I think we are, we are, we are, we are known for that. Um, I think we call it you know, being blunt, being straight, just going straight to the point. It's good to be honest, but it's also good to have tact. He says, you know, when uh, Christ came, he was using strong language at times. Um, but he was mostly harsh to the people who were safe rushers, like the Pharisees. However, to the people who were lost, uh, the prostitutes, the task creators, he was gracious. He was nice to them. I would say maybe in in nowadays language, you say he was marketing to them. He was showing to them what God is made of. God is kind. God is loving. But for those who know, maybe among ourselves, it's good for us to be harsh among ourselves. When we go out to preach to others, we be nice. Because we know the Bible. We know what God says. If you choose to run away because pastor has spoken to you harshly, then you are a weak Christian. Then your base is weak. Examine yourself. When the pastor says a strong language to us, when he says something that's tough, think back to the intention. All those messages you were clapping hands for, they just can't change because one day um, he's told you the truth. Because if the pastor is lying about me, I'll laugh it off. I'll not get angry. I say, no, pastor, no, that wasn't true. Go talk to him. But if he said the truth and it hurt deep inside, sure, I'll be angry. Because I know it is sitting where it matters most. It's the same way. It hits where I think I'm self-righteous. So let's be kind to those whom we believe don't know the word. I'm not saying let's be harsh to ourselves, but I'm just saying we understand the word. Sometimes we need to be able to be brought back in line. 
There's no point us having won the souls to lose it again. And then another one, last one is uh, don't attack people. Um, on social media, it's very easy. There's no point us attacking others uh, because at, an attack on other people just shows that we don't fully understand who we are and where we're coming from. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to have a different point of view. But don't attack other people. Probably maybe what we can do is we can ask them what they mean uh, and then offer in a constructive manner our different opinion. If they attack us, that's okay. That's who they are, not who we are. Let's not be like them. We be who we are. And then um, another one is, uh, after all is said and done, we've done all we want to do on social media, and we know we've got it wrong, don't be too proud to apologize. It's okay to make a mistake. It's, uh, it's, it's who we are. We are imperfect people, and the good thing is we have a conscience. We know the Bible. We know the Word of God. We can come back and apologize. It says a lot to other people when we come and apologize. It shows how much we love them. It shows how much we have a conscience, a mind that's pretty much laid by the word of God and realize that, no, 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 when I've got it wrong, I've got to repent. When I've made a mistake, I've got to come back and apologize. It's okay to thank people when they've done right on social media. It's okay to encourage people on social media. What's not okay is to attack them and never apologize. So as Christians, wherever we go, we must never forget that we are Christ's ambassadors. How we look, how we present ourselves, we are Christ's ambassadors. In Matthew 5, verse 16, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. No, it doesn't say glorify Ali, but it says glorify your Father in heaven. We do these things for the glory of God. It's very easy for us to be distracted because of our technology and social media because of the things that we do. It's very easy for us to spend all our lives on it. But uh, it also can be a place where we can let our light shine. It can be a place where we can showcase who we are in Christ, who we are as believers. You know, as times change, with... Um, uh, COVID, it's given us a lesson in that, you know, it's very easy for us to have abandoned maybe visitation of members, um, but we have technology. At the same time, visitation, there's uh, all these um, uh, preventive measures. Sometimes a face-to-face interaction works wonders. I'm not saying be careless, but I'm saying you can still do it, but with all the preventive measures required. It's shown us that everything is possible if we put our hearts to it. But I think it may sound all negative, uh, but everything about social media is not just negativity. There's a lot of good. It's just a matter of us having wisdom, um, is uh, social media our God? Is it the devil himself? Or is it a tool? You know, every other tool in the wrong hands can be very dangerous. Social media in the wrong hands can be very dangerous. Or maybe I should be saying social media in the wrong fingers can be very dangerous. <laughs> you know, you, you go into um, a workshop or a kitchen. Some of the stuff there, if, uh, yeah, if you them here, I'll be gone. Dead. 
going to a workshop, they've got a grinder. Those tools are dangerous. You know, you've got to be trained to use them. Maybe, maybe the mistake we make is we're not trained in how we use social media. And yet it's a very, very powerful tool. You know, um, how we use it for God can be good for our ministry. I'll share some ways where we, uh, social media can be a blessing to a church, it can be a blessing to our families, to our friends. You know, you can use it to empower your colleagues and your fellow Christians. It's very easy to engage on social media. I mean, uh, this ministry, the Gideon's ministry, uh, typical about uh, us Christians, attendance, because these things are voluntary, attendance was normally low. The range between uh, 40 to 50% of the members. COVID hit, then we moved to online meetings. And uh, almost week in, week out, would be either between 70 to 100% attendance. It meant it made life easy in our ministry to share and meet up. That's one way we can, it can empower us as Christians. Another way is that uh, it can uh, be two where we express our humanity. Maybe, say, for, for pastors, when they come here, you know, especially for the bigger churches, for us we are lucky. When they come here, the gap between the pulpit and the church can seem wide. It's possible that the only time you meet a pastor or talk to a pastor, the only time you maybe you talk to some of the Christians in the church could be on Sundays. That two-hour period is a time when you put a chance to speak to them. But social media does bring us closer. Social media can be a chance for us to showcase who we are as humans. I said earlier, there's no point showing uh, a perfect life when you've got your own imperfections. You can showcase that you are indeed a human, share your life, the challenges that you faced, and then how you've managed to, to rise up to the challenge. Become a better person. Uh, connection should not just be on Sundays. It can be throughout the week using social media. Another thing is you can expand uh, your influence. The people you reach, you can reach many more people. You can share the word of God. You know all those uh, clips that we have, the, um, the recordings that are done by the church. We can share with many more people. We can reach out to many people. Earlier on I asked, how big is KICC Malawi? Maybe I should be asking, how big do we want KICC Malawi to be? Is it just these four walls? Oh, how many are we now today? Maybe it's 50. Uh, let's say each one has got uh, 100 friends different, not mutual friends. 100 friends different from each other online. You're looking at 50 times 100. That can be our church. That can be our reach. That can be our influence. Thank you. 
Thanks a lot. Psalms 44 verse 8. Yeah, I can't shout like uh, Pastor McDuff. <laughs> yeah, it says, Oh God, we give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name. Oh God, we give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name. With the phones and the apps, we can do that all day long. We can listen to worship songs. We can read the Bible. Imagine if we tapped into the Bible app as much times as we did onto Facebook or WhatsApp. Means all day long we are praising God. All day long we are immersed in His Word. All day long we are growing, we are learning. And we are worshiping God. Next one, we can also enhance our spiritual growth. See, we come to church, yeah, if uh, you're a bit lukewarm, it's one day a week, maybe Sundays, a step further maybe, uh, you do CHF, and maybe one more activity, three, three activities maybe in a week. I'm, I'm being generous there. <laughs> but for most it's once a week. But that's not enough. With this, you can be constant in the word. Constant in touch with uh, your fellow Christians, your deacons, your family, sharing the word and receiving the word. You can be fed. Imagine maybe in our physical bodies, if you only ate food once a week. You eat a huge meal, you spend two hours eating. On a Sunday morning, and then after that you, you go back, you don't eat anymore. How healthy would you be? It's where we need to use social media, digital, to ensure that we've got a balanced diet. Yeah, today it's a face-to-face, next it's electronic, then next you meet your friend, and also it's a balanced diet to our spiritual growth. Let's get that. You can also expand uh, your ministry using social media. Uh, and that one actually, the social media in uh, Psalms, Psalms 116, verse 12. Yeah, it just says, What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? What can I do with my phone just to give back to God? What can I do with my social media and feed just to expand my ministry, to expand my outreach, to do more? We all can become ministers using our gadgets. We all can become people who share the word of God because of the things we have. We have that power, the reach. We can talk to people in the U.S., Australia, Asia, and the like, Sanjay, Chitipa, all that within a minute because of the power of the, that we have in our hands. Lastly, we can also extend our witness. We can extend our witness similar to our reach because we've got a tool that we can use and be able to reach out to the entire world. All I'm saying is the tools that we have, let's spread the gospel and not the gossip. The gossip might sound nice today, but the gospel can live on forever in people's lives. You don't have to know all the people that you reach. You don't have to know all the people whom you witness to. It's a power that we have in our hands. In Ephesians 4 verse 29, that's my last verse, Ephesians 4, verse 29 says, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So that your posts, your feed, whatever you put on social media should be an encouragement to those who read it. 
Whatever you post, let it encourage others. Let us become a better people, even on social media. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you for this time, time when uh, we come to you to worship. Yes, it's church, we come to get our weekly feed. But Lord, we realize that uh, we have an even better feed, an even better connection, an even better way of sharing and honoring your name and giving you glory through social media, through digital outreach. Father, I pray that the creativity we have in the church, in our minds, in our fingertips, Lord, I pray let's use it to honor you and to give you glory. Lord, let this be a time of transformation, us transforming to become a better people, to become people who honor you and praise you through whatever means we have, embracing the technology, embracing our lives, but all in all, honoring you, praising your name, and being people who are ambassadors to you, to your kingdom. We give you glory, we give you honor. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. Um, It's now time for offering. May I just check, is there anyone who's uh, brought a tithe?